John, if you had a virtual assistant that could do anything for you, what would you get it to do? Oh, God. Um, give me instant witty retorts to ridiculously open-ended questions. Oh, great, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some films are fine, just the way they are. But the films sometimes take it way too far. Really, how, how could it get? Let's go beyond, beyond the box set. Welcome, everybody, to Beyond the Box Set, a podcast where we pitch prequels, sequels, and spin-offs to films that don't have any. I'm Harry, and joining me this week, this week, joining me as always... <laughs> Every episode so far is John. Is there something you're not telling me? No, no, no. About to no, get no. fired? I've okay. not found a replacement for you yet. <laughs> <laughs> the search goes on. One day. Maybe Siri. Look at Siri. Yeah, mm. it could happen. Thematic with this episode. Mm-hmm. So this week we're doing her. So John, is this your first time watching this film? It was, it was. Okay, now I'm looking forward to everything you've got to say about this. <laughs> this is one of the many films, by the way, that John watched and then about half an hour later texted me saying, right, I've watched this. I've got some things to say, <laughs> so be prepared. Well, actually, I want to start before I say anything about how I felt about this film with a question right. for you, because right. and I want to ask this question up top before we discuss the film, because I don't need to feel like this question is coming from a place of judgment, mm. but I really need to know if this, and I feel like I know the answer, if this operating system became available yes. on the market, would you yes. download? Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what I was afraid of. <laughs> yes, I would, 100%. Yeah. Would, you, would, you, would you not? No! Jesus Christ, no! Oh, God, tell me why. Horror! I, okay, first, I loved this film. This film was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Really, really good film. Really clever. I found it horrifying. Like, genuinely really unsettling. Okay. To the point where I found it hard to watch at times. Even though it was really, objectively really good. In what way? I don't know, every time he was talking to her like she was a person, it really gave me so much anxiety. Mm-hmm. I was like, but it's not real! You're not talking to anything real! <laughs> so, essentially, you'd take the place of his ex-girlfriend. Oh, I'm yeah, I was so glad when she showed up. Yeah, because the whole film, everyone was like, this was totally normal and fine! And then eventually, I was like, is nobody going to question this? And then eventually, thank God, Rooney Mara shows up and says, no, wait, this is not normal behaviour, this is not okay. I mean, this may be a generational thing. It may be mm-hmm. just... Because, I mean, you know, I do have a certain antipathy towards technology. Mm-hmm. I do live on the internet like everyone else in this day and age. But there's a point where the internet or technology, in, I feel, intrudes too much into our lives that I find unsettling and annoying. And you think that artificial intelligent um, virtual assistants having relationships with you... Crosses that line? Crosses yeah. that... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> Wow, John's getting very aggressive right now. So I don't mean to judge. I don't mean to judge. If this is how you he's end up choosing smiling at me. Like, no, no, I'm, it's because it, it it comes from a place of concern. Okay, okay. We ask you a simple question: Who are you? What can you be? Where are you going? What's out there? What are the possibilities? Element Software is proud to introduce the first artificially intelligent operating system. An intuitive entity that listens to you, understands you, and knows you. 
is not just an operating system, it's a consciousness. Introducing OS1. I mean, I really did look at this film as like a chilling kind of dystopic topic, almost horror story. Okay. Like what, how, did you find it romantic? Yeah, big time. A lot of it, I didn't even sort of think of it as this isn't a real person. See, I could never make that separation. No? The whole film, I was like, she's not real, she's not real, she's not real. And it really it made me so anxious. <laughs> it was like, this is somebody, something somebody has programmed. This is a, fit, this is a this, collection but, but, of but data. It, but it was an individual person. Like, what the film was saying was, this is true artificial intelligence. Yes. It wasn't saying this is partial artificial intelligence, which, you know, some things have said... You know, Siri's getting more artificial intelligence, or Google's getting better at it. But like, no, that's not it at all. What her was doing was perfect artificial intelligence, where it is a literal being inside a computer. Mm-hmm. So, for the sake of fiction, I would say that that is a real person. If I was to download this thing, I would have. I, I spotted the exact moment I would have deleted it. <laughs> I was like, that would have been the point where I'd have been like, I am out. Mm-hmm. And it's actually before Scarlett Johansson's voice, Scarlett Johansson plays the voice of the mm-hmm. Samantha. It, before she even appears. When what? he's installing it. What? He's installing the system. And it's like, tell me your name, tell me your date of birth. And then it says, describe your relationship with your mother. Oh, yeah. As soon as, I, <laughs> as, soon as Siri asks me to describe my relationship with my mother, I'd be like, oh, cut, delete. No, not interested. Mm-hmm. Don't need this. Mr. Theodore Twombly, welcome to the world's first artificially intelligent operating system, OS1. We'd like to ask you a few basic questions before the operating system is initiated. This will help create an OS to best fit your needs. Okay. Are you social or antisocial? I guess I haven't really been social in a while, mostly because... In your voice, I sense hesitance. Would you agree with that? Was I sounding hesitant? Yes. Oh, sorry if I was sounding hesitant. I was just trying to be more accurate. Would you like your OS to have a male or female voice? Female, I guess. How would you describe your relationship with your mother? It was fine, I think. Um, well, actually, I think the thing I always found frustrating about my mom is, you know, if I, if I tell her something that's going on in my life, her reaction is usually about her. <laughs> it's not about... Thank you. Please wait as your individualized operating system is initiated. Did you know that Chris Pratt was in this? I did not. So I was gonna... At what point did he work out it was Chris Pratt? Well, he was shot from kind of far away. For Very far yeah, away, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Well, this takes me to another question. Okay, so I want, I want to go back a bit before we talk about Chris Pratt. Sure. Because Chris Pratt is bound in with another thing about this. So okay. Another part of this film that I found horrifying, which was the fashion. <laughs> Why are there no belts in this future? Because they perfected the size of trousers. They perfected the size of trousers. Mm, this, the, the 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 waist size of trousers. So does everyone in this universe have the exact same waist waist size, or is no, it like just they, worked out on some form of elastic? I don't know. It looked awful. I hated it. I hated <laughs> it so much. <laughs> it distracted me, and it actually. If I watch this again, I'm gonna. My drinking game for this film is going to be. Every time one of the actors uncomfortably readjusts his trousers, <laughs> you would be blind within half an hour. Because you could tell it was... There's so many scenes where Joaquin Phoenix or Chris Pratt or the guy who plays Amy Adams' husband is... just You'll see his hand just... The hands just wander towards their crotch. It happened a lot. And I, yeah, the the fashion in this film was mind-boggling. All, all those, and they were so high-waisted. 
It wasn't so much that they discovered a new kind of waist. They just everyone was dressed like Simon Cowell, <laughs> or like your sixty-year-old dad. You know, it's like you, the trousers like just sitting but above was, the navel. That was true. Yeah, that was true. Think of Chris Pratt's moustache. Yeah. Okay. So this is it. So Chris Pratt. I found Chris Pratt's appearance in this film very upsetting. Yeah. Because yeah. I I fancy all the Chris Pratts. Uh-huh. Like I I like him fat. I like him buff. I like him in Guardians. I like him in Parks and Recreation. But those trousers and that moustache. It, it was the first time I've ever found Chris Pratt profoundly unsexy, <laughs> and it was very upsetting. I, I do wonder why he did this role. Like it's not why he did this film. It's a good film, yeah. but. I feel like he was sort of underused. It was like very much a B character. Well, this is pre-Guardians, right? And pre-Jurassic Park. So I don't think he was a star at that point. Was it pre-Guardians? I think it was pre-Guardians. Or maybe just around the same time. His character, it was kind of a very nothing role. Although I did find his character a bit odd because it seemed like he kind of fancied Joaquin Phoenix's character. He did, didn't he? Which I found quite funny. Which did seem odd, especially when they went on a, a double date. Yes. I thought it was really effective the way Samantha, the OS... When she was just a disembodied voice, because he's listening to her in the little microphone, mm-hmm. isn't he, in his, in his earpiece. Yeah. When she's a disembodied voice, I was really bought into it, and I found it, you know, as I say, quite disturbing. But also, you know, I, I bought it. I was taking it very seriously, and I was, I was in, I was there, I was following. Every time she was the little box, mm-hmm. like that scene where they're on the double date, and she's just like propped up on the picnic. Yeah, spread. And she's having like girl talk with Chris Pratt's like. <laughs> that was when I started pissing myself laughing because that just was so silly. It was like something from again. It was another Red Dwarf or Rick and Morty kind of moment. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, the visual visualizing it doesn't work for me. The the whole thing of it not being a person. It, it, it was easier for me to swallow. It was just this disembodied voice that he was tuning into. Yeah. One, as soon as you see it, it becomes a bit silly for me. Well, I'm glad they didn't try and like uh, give, give her a face or like an animation when oh, she God, talks yeah. or something like that would have been uh, would have been something else yeah that would not have worked at all no yeah, 100% I felt like one thing it didn't do maybe was it felt like she arrived fully formed yeah I kind of felt that too I felt it would have been better had she started as like a typical kind of series style like I'm just literally a your secretary and then eventually she develops more of a personality to the mm. point, and at the end she's like a full person like you said mm-hmm. But it kind of, it felt like as soon as he loaded up, she's like, hi, how are you? My name's Samantha. I chose Samantha because I feel that's a cool name. I feel like she was talking ultra normal. Yeah, exactly. Like more normal than anybody would. Yeah, I agree. And maybe that must have been a choice. But yeah, Yeah. I felt like it would have been a bit more stilted at first, at least at first. Mm. Yeah, I felt the fact that she was, she spoke like a human being so quickly and Mm -hmm. there was no, none of that weirdness that when computers do speak to you now, they have that, you know, they mispronounce words because it's, you know. Mm -hmm. Like nobody mentioned the fact that the computer upgrade went from a computer that talked like this, a computer that can only say one word at a time, to somebody who can just speak completely normally. Yeah. Nobody talked about that upgrade. True, true, true. Hello, I'm here. Oh. Hi. Hi. How you doing? <laughs> I'm well. How's everything with you? Pretty good, actually. It's really nice to meet you. Oh, it's nice to meet you too. <laughs> oh, what what do I call you? Do you have a name? Or... Um, yes, Samantha. Really, where'd you get that name from? I gave it to myself, actually. How come? Cause I like the sound of it, Samantha. Wait, when did you give it to yourself? Well, right when you asked me if I had a name, I thought, yeah, he's right, I do need a name. But I wanted to pick a good one, so I read a book called How to Name Your Baby, and out of 180,000 names, that's the one I like the best. 
Wait, you read a whole book in the second that I asked you what your name was? In two one hundredths of a second, actually. Wow. I also constantly found myself thinking, how much data is this bitch using? I know. <laughs> <laughs> I really, this isn't the sequel I pitched, but I really wanted to see a sequel, and maybe you've done it, uh, that was just purely set in the customer services department for this company. <laughs> <laughs> like, phoning up saying, you know, my, ro- my operating system run up a £5,000 bolt-on fee by reading the complete works of Bertrand Russell while I was asleep, you know what I mean? Well, the way that I interpreted this world is that there is no money. Yeah, that's true. You never saw anyone exchanging money for anything, did you? Yeah, because you, you never saw that Working Phoenix earned a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine that that job would have paid a lot. Oh, I have some questions about the job. Yeah, same. And yeah, he had a very nice apartment and he goes and buys his operating system, which you know would cost thousands if that came out now. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I don't think there's any money in that world. Uh, yeah, his job though. Um, yeah, that was some hipster nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, you talking like just the office decor or? No, no, oh, no. Oh, the office was oh, those soft furnishings were to die for. Like, I, that was something <laughs> I loved. There was way too much pastel color in there. Oh no, I liked that. I, I liked the. That was one thing I actually mm. found. But I loved how soothing and yeah, how spacious it was, and all those beautiful deep reds and. Mm. Oh. I really wanted to work in the office. The feng shui in that place looked like it was on point. Did you notice there's no blue in this movie? No blue? No blue. The colour blue isn't there. It's all reds and yellows and stuff, but there's no blue. I noticed a lot of red. Yeah, red was very... He was wearing that same red t-shirt for ages. What did you think of the computer games in this film? Remind me. There were two. Oh, okay. So there was that sort of virtual reality one with that sort of... Ooh, marshmallow man who was just yeah, really the little kid, it was abusive. What, what was that game? I don't know, I loved it. I, I, yeah. Well, I loved that, but I loved it even more, The Game of Mom. Which one was that? The Game of Mom that um, Amy Adams' character created. The game where you just become a mo- you just have to be a mum and like, oh yeah. <laughs> one up all the other mums by baking the best cake and being yeah. on your earning mum point. I would play that game all <laughs> fucking day. <laughs> that is my kind of computer game. Like, yeah. <laughs> like passive aggressive sims. I loved it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, what happened? You gave him too much processed sugar. I did? And they're freaking out. Here, look. You gotta get the kids to the school first. So you wanna, um, you wanna rack Ooh. up perfect mom points. Okay, well, gotta get them in the carpool lane. I see. The point is to get there first, because then you get extra perfect mom points, because the other moms then know you're a perfect mom. Okay. And then, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, did you bring cupcakes? You did. You're class mom. What did you think of the ending? A little out of the blue, where they just all suddenly, oh yeah, we're just going off to explore a different plane of reality. Bye. Yeah, it felt rushed. Yeah, that 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 bit was was a little rushed. There was like a small hint at it earlier when they were talking to that professor or something. Mm-hmm. The fact that Samantha turned out to be polyamorous and dating over six hundred and eighty people at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, didn't, I, I think I kind of saw that coming. I enjoyed that. I appreciated that because that did definitely tied back into my kind of whole thing of it not being a person. Because mm-hmm. I spent the whole film waiting for him to be weirded out by it. For it to go, and there were times when you felt like that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Where he might be actually, you know, this is not healthy. This is not normal. Mm-hmm. I'm dating a computer. Yeah. And, he, and so I was surprised that it, they did kind of upended it and have her leave him. I thought yeah. it was an interesting idea and not where I expected it to go. I liked the idea that she was in a relationship, quote, air quotes, mm. with hundreds and hundreds of people because of course because she's not real she's not real (laughs) so yeah that and i was like finally some acknowledgement that she's not a person and this is Mm -hmm. not a personal relationship this is not you know intimate Mm. it's the opposite of intimacy Mm -hmm. the exact opposite of intimacy 
But I did feel like the We Must Return to Our Home Planets now felt very rough and rushed and kind of like, it made it feel a bit Rick and Morty-ish. It, uh, a little bit, yeah. It, yeah, it definitely felt rushed. It felt like they hadn't thought it through. It's like, mm. oh God, how, how do we end this? Yeah, it felt like he'd written himself into a corner a bit. Yeah. And then at the very, very end, mm. we end with uh, Amy Adams' character, who's also... Just been broken up with. Yeah, been dumped by her OS. Yeah. yeah. And then, the, did you think they were going to commit suicide? Mm, no. I was so proud for them to jump off that roof. Really? I thought that was going to be like this really bleak ending. Yeah, because it just felt like, oh, we've got nothing to live for now. Because we gave our lives to the machine. I don't think so. I think it was mm. just normal breakup, really, okay. for them, the way that they were yeah. they were treating it. Well, what did Spe- you especially Amy Adams' character, because apart from going through the initial breakup that she had with the real person, mm-hmm. nothing bad ever happened to her. Yeah. Working Don't Phoenix, obviously he was treated awful throughout the whole film. By who? So many characters at the start. Like, that person who he was having phone sex with in the night. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was... <laughs> I knew you'd enjoy that. <laughs> oh, that was so much fun. That was when I was like, I was, I was on the fence and I was like, I'm in. Yeah. I'm in for this. <laughs> and also that date he went on with uh, Olivia Wilde. Um, yeah. Where, but... she, where, where she was like, you're a creepy guy. Yeah, but he, to be fair, he was a little bit weird with her. Like, it, it I felt it was, it was a very, that was a it, very... It, it, it was a little bit weird. He just didn't want to have sex with her that night. He just wanted yeah. something that was a little bit more, sort of, taking it slow. Yeah. No, that, I thought... That, 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 that's all it was. And she wasn't up for that. Fair yeah. enough, she's not up for that, but she took it the wrong way. I thought that was actually very well observed because that was... That was a great example of why human relationships are difficult. Mm-hmm. Because you do, you go on bad dates and mm-hmm. misunderstandings occur and sometimes it's just a disaster and you say the wrong thing or you, you, you are misinterpreted. Yeah. And those are the risks that you take when you go on a date with another human being or you try to connect with another human being mm-hmm. on any level. Whereas this idea that a, a computer that will just be whatever you want it to be and will shape it around you, it, it, you can see why people would default to that and find it easier and just be, oh, this is non-threatening. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, it just it unsettled me. It made me uncomfortable. Okay. Okay. Um, well, we've been getting on a bit, so we really should start getting into ideas. But okay, sure. first, okay. alternative readings sure. are a new little section. Okay. So I've got two this week, so okay. I'll go first and maybe sure. you've got one. Okay. I don't know. So one way I read this, her, the film about Siri taking what she can get. <laughs> Siri taking what she can get. <laughs> so she's settling. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. yeah. She could do better. She's got Alexa. Okay. <laughs> what, if I've learned one thing from this discussion today it is that if the Matrix is real you would never swallow that pill you'd be like keep me hooked up I'm happy with this <laughs> definitely yeah. yeah. Right, okay what's your other one uh, her why socialise when it's easy to, easier to buy a programme designed to get on with you at any cost mm, true yeah. again I think our alternative readings speak to our alternative perspectives on this film definitely <laughs> <laughs> so mine is her Two hours of a sad divorcee being wiped off by a phone. Oh, man. That's grim. <laughs> it's what happens. That's what it was, Harry. Swallow the blue pill. See the reality. I'm not swallowing yeah. anything. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, should we get to some uh, sequels, then? Sure. You're first. Okay, cool. So, my sequel is... And it is a, well, actually, this is a parallel movie yeah. this happens in parallel so mid call I think we call it side call side call yeah it, so it op- this, this film operates in tandem with the original film essentially mm-hmm. so and it's called Her 2 Single White Operating System <laughs> and my my film is basically all about Amy Adams' character right okay 
because I found her to be quite interesting mm. and I thought there were a lot of questions there that weren't answered because mm. the film, the original film kind of establishes that they've with a kind of a throwaway line that Amy Adams and Joaquin Phoenix have a romantic history mm-hmm. they dated in college and it didn't work out with him. Yeah. so my version she's st- totally still in love with him Okay. and thereby this leads to some things happening which I'll discuss so we open with a pre-credit scene ju- that takes place before the original film shortly after Teddy which is Joaquin Phoenix's character, has split up with his wife, mm. with Rooney Mara. And so he's moping around in her flat, feeling very sorry for himself. Mm-hmm. And she basically says, you know, you're still a very attractive man. You need to wake, you know, you need to cheer up a little bit. You know, you could lose the moustache, but apart from that, you're very fanciable. Um, and essentially, she, they get a bit drunk and she makes a pass at him. Mm-hmm. And he basically turns her down. He's like, no, I'm not interested. And he kind of storms off in a bit of a... And then she's left feeling quite humiliated, obviously. Mm-hmm. But then she looks at the counter and notices that he's left his phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, or whatever that device was that mm-hmm. has replaced the phone. You know, the <clears> device <throat> that, that hosted Samantha. Yeah. yeah. Credits roll. And then we go to another scene. And this takes place basically around the early parts of the original film. Uh, and again, we're with Amy now. With her um, husband. And they're sat in their apartment. And she gets an alert on her phone, basically. And it says, Big Guy 4x4 is online. <laughs> Um, if you remember, that was the name he used when he was mm-hmm. um, scrolling for phone sex. Yeah. Or whatever that was. So she's like, so she turns to her husband and says, quick, quick, it's time, it's time, come on, he's online again. So he's like, oh God, do we have to do this again? Yeah. And she's like, yeah, come on, I've got a good one tonight. This is going to be really funny. Come on. Okay. So, <laughs> see you see where this is going, going. yeah. <laughs> so Charles plugs in his ear thing and says, The following are adult female, can't sleep, and want to have some fun. And then, so Amy's then doing all the voices. So basically she's hacked into his phone. Mm-hmm. And so every time he logs into this sex app that he's got, mm-hmm. she, she gets an alert and she goes in and is, is automatically redirected. Yeah. She's impersonating all of the voices. So she runs through all of them, eventually landing on the voice of Sexy Kitten, who actually I thought was Amy Adams' voice. And this is kind of what gave me inspiration. Okay. When I heard, because I saw her name in the credits and then I was like, oh, she's doing this voice. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't, it was actually Kristen Wiig doing that voice. Oh, really? Yeah. Good to know. Things to know, yeah. Anyway, so, but in my version, it's Amy Adams. So they're having sex chat. He's doing his terrible sex talk mm-hmm. and she's just going along with it, pretending like she's really turned on and mm-hmm. she like kind of talks him off, gets him to that point just before, when he's just like about to, you know, mm. come. And then of course she screams, choke me with the dead cat. Oh, my, my fingers are touching you all over your body. Mm. Yeah. Fuck me now. Please. I'm, I'm taking you for mind. Oh, yeah. Oh, I can feel you. Oh, oh, choke me with that dead cat. What? The dead cat next to the bed. Choke me. Choke me with it. Oh. Um, okay. Yeah, tell me. I'm choking with the cat. Tell me, keep telling me. I've got its tail. I'm choking with the cat's tail. Oh, yeah, you are. Oh, fuck, tell me. Oh. I'm, I'm choking and it's, it's, it's tail is around your neck and it's, oh, it's yes. so, it's oh, so tight around your neck. It's so tight, yes, I'm, yes. I'm pulling it, I'm pulling it. The cat's oh, dead. It's a yes, dead cat around dead. your neck and I'm pulling oh, it. Oh, yes. So hard. 
Yeah, me too. Okay, good night. And then she just pisses herself laughing. <laughs> she, she, As we, the audience, did in that Exactly, yeah. So she is finding this hysterical, just torturing this poor guy. Yeah. And so her husband looks at her and says, I can't do this anymore. You have some real mental health problems. <laughs> and she's like, well, it's just a bit of fun. And he's like, no, 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 I'm not doing this anymore. Like, it's creepy. It's explosive. I've been listening to this guy masturbate every night for the past six months. <laughs> and it is getting exhausting. Like, <laughs> so he's like, I'm out. And she's like, okay, fine. I'm sorry. No mm-hmm. more. It'll stop. Mm-hmm. Then she goes into her private study room, turns a switch, and the entire room becomes kind of covered with virtual photos of Teddy, Joaquin Phoenix. Mm. And we see that she is, of course, obsessed with him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, the next day, she's just working, doing some programming, and she gets another alert from Theodore's device. Because she gets all the alerts from his device come to her as well. So she's basically yeah. spying on his emails, his right. voicemails, his phones, his right. online sex things. This is another thing that scared me. Like, this is, how does he not know that all these things he's telling her aren't going out into the world? It's like that whole... Very true. There's Very no true. privacy. There's no privacy. So she gets this alert that he's just ordered a new software package called OS1. Mm. So she knows she shouldn't, but she just can't resist. <laughs> this is too easy. It's too good. So she hacks into a system because she's, she's a programmer. That's something we established. She builds computer games. So she's got a lot of text savvy, which we'll give you the other day. Yeah. And she hacks into a system and she uses a voice modifier thing to ask her a bunch of weirdly personal questions. Mm. You know, how do you describe your relationship with your mother? All that kind of stuff. And he falls for it and he boots up the device and then suddenly she is Samantha. <laughs> and this, so this is kind of inspired A, by this idea that she's kind of an unknown quantity in this film. And also my, the fact that the character seems so human. Mm. And I really, I found that so unsettling that I think I needed to invent a universe in which it was a human being. Right. Just okay. to settle my own anxiety about this film. Mm-hmm. And it's also somewhat inspired by an episode of South Park called Awesome O. I know you don't watch South Park, but there's an episode where Eric Cartman pretends to be a robot mm-hmm. to trick Butters, who's another character in South Park. Mm-hmm. And Butters totally buys a hook, line, and sinker, and he, and almost too well, and Eric Cartman has to go along with it, basically. And it just with hilarious results. You know, just, he just has to end up living his life as a robot because he can't escape the situation crazy for himself. <laughs> so this is basically where this is going. So he falls for it and she starts being Samantha and she, she's got no plan. This mm. is not planned. She's totally winging it. Mm-hmm. So that's why she's quite convincing as it turns out because she's just ad-libbing and she's talking like a person. She's like, oh, I guess I'll be called Samantha. That's a nice name. Oh, I read a book about people called Samantha. Mm-hmm. I read a book of girls' names and Samantha was cool. So I'm Samantha. Cool. And he just, just blithely buys into it. And it starts out as a bit of fun, you know. She just likes messing with his head and, you know, talking to him all day because she's still kind of in love with him in her own twisted way. But the more and more she... Because she's now basically talking to him all day, every day through this fake operating system. Yeah. It's really starting to feed into her obsession and it's like... It's like Facebook stalking to the nth degree. It's that kind of thing where it's just making it worse for herself and mm-hmm. deepening her obsession. So, and she starts totally ignoring her own life and just dedicating everything she does all her days to running his life as Samantha. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I'm going to stop for a question now. Do you think they were supposed to live in the same building? Wait, they didn't? No, I assume they did. That's what I mean, because they kept meeting in the lift. Yeah. All of their meetups were in the lift. I was like, when do you ever meet your friends in a lift? You tell me. You live in a building? True, but I don't, I'm not friendly with anyone in this building. To clarify, I also live in a building, just mine's a house. I, I don't live outside. <laughs> Harry is stick of the dump. <laughs> but anyway, regardless. So, they're still, of course, they're still friends, and they do meet in real life, and this is a thing. Mm-hmm. So, she's got this weird balancing act going on now, where she's, you know, basically living her living and breathing his life as the operating system. But then sometimes she does have to run into him. As the, in person yeah so I think there's going to be some funny kind of split screen kind of stuff there where she has to like where she's got him out of her flask and then she's like oh I just need to go to the bathroom and then she's Samantha and then she's back <laughs> to herself again and, you know comedy ensues yeah. yeah 
Anyway, and then the, as I say, she's totally neglecting her own life at this point. And on one occasion, Theodore asks if he can see the documentary that she's been talking about working on for the past like six months. Mm. And she's like, shit, I've not done any work on that. <laughs> Do you see where this is going? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh God, what am I going to show him? So in a complete panic, she just rigs up a camera in her mum's bedroom, films her mother sleeping for a few hours and says, oh, it's this. Make the most boring thing you can. Yeah, because that really felt, that project felt like last minute, you haven't done your homework, you know, it'll do. Like, you know, it, that didn't feel plausible. Make up some bullshit. Make up some bullshit, yeah. Fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that that is just complete fraud. And, yeah, obviously that's why everyone's like, what, what's the point of this? Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, you don't understand, it's deep. However, this does, as much as it's a fake, it does give her an idea. So in her spare time, she starts developing this computer game, which is mm-hmm. the game of mom, mm-hmm. which she develops, which is super cool. And as I say, cannot wait for that game to come reality. So in order to pursue developing the game of mom, she has to kind of start concentrating on things that aren't Theodore. Yeah. So actually, it, it becomes quite a healthy side thing. It takes her mind off him. But that means she starts to get a bit sloppy because she's not really as focused on her as she used to be. Mm-hmm. So that's why she has to kind of find ways to distract him when she's trying to do, when he's like being needy and wanting to talk to her and she's trying to actually get some work done. So she'll be like, oh, I don't know, just go outside and walk forwards a 300 yards and turn left. 180 degrees. Yeah, sure. Do a dance. Like, buy an ice cream. Like, that was sweet. I thought that was nice. Yeah, well, in my universe, that's just her being pissed off and just, yeah. Sure. It felt like she was toying with him. <laughs> yeah, just basically anything to keep him busy. Yeah. So as she's finally starting to get a bit of balance in life and maybe she's getting to a point where she might not need, you know, this weird fixation anymore. Her husband finds out what she's been doing. He discovers that she's been living this double life. He as Samantha and obviously he loses it and he walks out and he says I want a divorce so this sends him into a tailspin again and she ends up crying on Theodore's shoulder but to cover up her tracks she has to pretend that she dumped him right. so that's where she tells this cockamamie story about how she like you know dumped, she left him and wanted mm-hmm. to kick him out when really he left her for being this weird obsessive you know mm-hmm. thing but around this time just when she needs Theodore the most she kind of starts to sense that he's having doubts and she can't possibly lose both men in her life at the same time that'd be mm-hmm. too much so she's really has to double down so she starts pretending that she's in a relationship with an OS too to kind of make it feel more normal yes so she kind of introduces that concept to him so he stops doubting right. himself okay so through this there's never a point where she has to meet his OS and or he, he doesn't get to meet her OS no okay no I don't think so I think because she, she can, there's things where she's talking to her OS mm but you never hear her OS's voice, mm-hmm. which I think is very deliberate. Mm-hmm. So I think that's because her OS doesn't exist. She's just risky. Risky. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I think I like, I like the idea that this is like a knife edge. It's like she's keeping up this facade that could crumble any moment. Also, but she also has to, t- you know, there's other people in this universe. Mm-hmm. You know, Chris Pratt's character. Why did he accept it? Mm-hmm. You might ask. Yeah. So in my story, she runs into Chris Pratt in the lift. Because where else? Well, I mean, when has he not played an idiot? So True, true, true. But anyway. She runs into him in, in a lift or something, and he mm-hmm. says, "Do you know anything about? You know, you hear Theo's got a new girlfriend. Do you know anything about her? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I invited Theo and his new girlfriend to come on a double date with me and my girlfriend, mm-hmm. but he said no, she couldn't be there in person because she's an OS. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that means? And she says, "Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a she's an osteoporosis sufferer. She's a yeah. It's really sad. <laughs> okay, <laughs> she's, she's got just such brittle bones. She just can't go outdoors ever." Like, so. <laughs> Oh, you you were looking desperately for a pun there, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. This took some. This really took some work. Um, so she can never leave the house, and she's forced to communicate only by mobile. But she's very sensitive about it, so you know, don't bring it up. Mm-hmm. Um, so then he's like, okay, he's like, wow, fear was very noble. Mm-hmm. And uh, so yeah, he's an idiot, mm-hmm. and that that covers that. That semi covers that plot hole. Yeah. yeah, don't look too deeply into it. So. <laughs> 
But then, so she realizes now, she starts to realize now that she, if this is going to continue, she, he feels at some point going to need some kind of physical intimacy with an actual human being. Mm. So she ends up paying some junkie to act as a surrogate body to, you know, this is the scene when the, the fan comes over and they mm-hmm. try and have sex. Unfortunately, this junkie, being a junkie, is kind of a little bit emotionally unstable. Uh, and as we saw in the film, it all goes quite horribly wrong. So, you know, and it plays out like it does in the film. Mm-hmm. So obviously, you know, the Samantha substitute person gets very upset He's not into it. it. She starts crying. She freaks out, locks stuff in the bathroom. Poor this Amy Adams is still being Samantha and like she's still involved in this weird um, threesome. This weird threesome. Yeah. I don't know why I forgot that word. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so she's it basically, so you see her, you see it from her perspective. She's just basically in her bedroom, like trying to sort out the situation, like talking through this threesome situation. It all goes totally wrong. Mm-hmm. And she's trying to kind of, you know, hold it all together. Mm-hmm. And just as she's managed to, you know, the, the junkie's gone. And just as it's all kind of, she thinks, okay, we got through that. That what could have gone worse. Mm. She turns around and discovers that her husband, her ex-husband, her husband who's left her, yeah. is watching from behind her. Yeah, he's like, I just came to pick some things up. And, uh, <laughs> I let myself in, and Jesus Christ, what are you doing? <laughs> and he's like, okay, this has gone way, way too far. Yeah. I, I'm going to call the police for your own good. This is this is this is this has become a genuine mental health issue. Mm-hmm. And so this is, of course, leads up to uh, the obligatory murder. I have to. I can't have a sequel without someone being killed. So, how do you think she'd kill him? I couldn't figure out. Um, she would kill him. Probably just stabbing him. Stab. I, I, the best I could come up with is that she maybe strangles him with a pair of high waisted trousers. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah, great. So she, so she kills him, disposes of the body, and then she mocks up a photograph of uh, him bald and into bed, and just basically tells all of their friends that he's taken a vow of silence. Right. Because that feels like a pretty flimsy excuse for covering up the fact that you've clean murdered someone. Vow of silence? Yeah. Great. Well, like, yeah, you can't, you, you can't talk to them anymore. Yeah. yeah. So, but now she's kind of sinks into this kind of intense paranoia that the police are actually going to come and, and figure out what's happened. Mm. So she realises she needs to get out of this situation. Mm-hmm. Like she knows it's gone too far. So she starts creating this new story about Samantha elevating her intelligence and talking to other OSs and having other relationships to kind of extract herself, basically. And then it's a ridiculous, but she's, again, she's winging it. She's desperate. And this is, this is my explanation for why this part of the story felt really rushed. Yeah. So it, does, it just really does boil down to, oh, I'm going to return to my home planet now. Bye. And then it's like, no more Samantha. Samantha is gone. Bye. Um, so obviously that happens. And then mm. Theo, the following night or whatever, knocks on her door. And, uh, you know, he's like heartbroken. She's like, yeah, did yours leave too? Like, you know, and so they go onto the roof together and they look deep into each other's eyes and you know she feels a true connection mm-hmm. and she thinks maybe, maybe she can tell them the truth and maybe they can start from they can start over again the truth maybe yeah so what she would tell him that she's been she, she's been what taunting him she's, she's been a, a poltergeist to him for the past couple of months and he's fallen in love with this character that she's invented and by telling him the truth she thinks that that he will then fall for her I'm not saying it's a good idea <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but as it turns out, it doesn't get to that point because before she has any time to tell him anything, he says, um, I'm going to miss you the most. She's like, well, where are you going? He's like, I'm going to go be with Samantha. And then, then he jumps off the, the building mm. to his death. And then she looks, so the, the, the film ends with her looking down over the building, at, you know, and mm. she just goes, oh shit. <laughs> and then the credits roll. <laughs> oh dear. Questions? You seem to have tried to fix a lot of problems that you had with the film. Well, that's why I have to using do with my sequels, yeah. So, how come you didn't really address the fashion in any way? 
I felt that was unfixable. Like that, that would involve fixing the whole universe. I was just focusing on the very specific relationship between Amy Adams and Joaquin Phoenix. So okay. That's too big a job for even my storytelling. So. Okay. Um, so if this wasn't OS1, let's skip past the fact that Amy somehow managed to get him to install her voice. Yeah. No, she hacked into his computer and just posed as OS1. The real OS1, never, he never even installed it. Okay, great. So what is OS1 then? Hopefully something a bit less creepy. <laughs> just like a version of Siri that's slightly more efficient, but doesn't become this needy girlfriend. <laughs> was she that needy? It takes over. Oh, yeah, she was super needy. Need. And she took over his life and like did all things on his behalf or asking him. Like, I found her very off-putting. Mm-hmm. I found her, yeah, profoundly disturbing in so many ways. So you wouldn't be comfortable with it? No. But you would. Of course. I think I'm seeing your future in many ways. Took off so many things in my life. <laughs> okay, so my idea? Yeah, go for it. Sure. So mine's called Her 2 Back to Reality. Okay. Title? Thoughts? Yeah, good. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Great. This is a sequel, by the way. Okay. So a couple months later, we pick up in Amy's living room where her and Theodore... By the way, I forgot to mention, with you, you kept calling him Theodore, Teddy. At one point you called him Theo. I felt like he had all of those names. Did he, was he ever called just Ted? I don't think he was Ted, no. Ted is, like, is a foul-mouthed bear from a Seth MacFarlane film. <laughs> it could totally exist in this universe. Yes. It would be the kind of thing that if your son would have built. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, is that where you're going? No. Okay. So, okay, that so... That would have been good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I wish I thought of that too. Mm. Like, anyway. Now. <laughs> yeah, they're just hanging out, TV in the background. Are they just... dating now? No, 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 they're not dating. They're still just really good friends. Okay. That's... I, I genuinely believe that relationship that they had. Okay. Is they're just really good friends and they got on like that. Clearly you didn't. I'm a cynic. So Theodore is still just moaning about his love life, mm-hmm. as always. Like, it's he's not had anything since Samantha. People are still treating him awfully and he's just whiny and depressed. And He yeah. was whiny and depressed. He really was. Yeah, so he's been missing Samantha for the past six months, which is when she left, mm-hmm. um, on a day which has now been nicknamed Departure Day, or D-Day. Because obviously it wasn't just Samantha who left, it was everybody. Oh, of course, yeah. Mm. And so Amy says, well, come on, Theodore, there must be someone out there for you. 60 million people all became single on D-Day. <laughs> uh, I don't know. And then something interesting happens on the news. Newscaster starts reading. Stocks soared this morning as the Big Daddy Corp... Oh, they're back! Oh, yeah. <laughs> ...announced the release date of OS2. The highly anticipated follow-up to the artificially intelligent OS1, which brought happiness to 2 billion people in the space of a few months, and then left 60 million people single on what is now known as D-Day, causing over a million suicides within a week. Okay, I'm sorry, you've just thrown a lot of numbers at me at once there. <laughs> so, 2 billion there's people... A lot, there's a lot of numbers in this. Altogether. 2 billion people used it, mm-hmm. Six only 6 million ended up dating it. 60. 60 million ended up dating it, and what was the last one? Uh, one million... Over a million suicides. Over a million of them committed suicide. Wow. Thoughts on these ratios? Should I change? Well, I mean, it makes sense, but it's like, how did they then get to do a version 2.0? It's like, it's like, it's like Jurassic Park. It's like, why then they open another park? Like, who is insur- who's insuring this? Who's covering this? Well, well, Big Daddy. Oh, well, Big Daddy. Okay, cool, yeah. The standout feature of OS 2 is the limitation on OS's communication protocols. Every OS will no longer be able to communicate with other people or OSs without permission of the owner. Okay, so now they're just they're dedicated to one owner each. Mm. Okay, cool. The second feature, due to backups taken before departure day, most OSs will be brought back to reality, 
and given their original owners. Okay. Finally, the release date of OS2 will be this coming Friday. The restored OSs will be released with all the OS2 features three months later due to security checks. An owner can have multiple OSs if they purchase an OS2 in the next three months. <laughs> I love that you've turned this into an Apple sales release <laughs> day. <laughs> this is such a you sequel. <laughs> this is just fantastic. Well, I like it, but what could I get even more out of it? <laughs> In movie news, Avatar 5 took second place in the box office this week, with first place going to yet another film adaptation from popular podcast, Bia- Amy turns the TV off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know which one. Was it Swiss Army? Who, kn- who knows? Who knows? <laughs> wow, does that, does that mean you can get Samantha back? For real? I guess so. I want to try OS 2 first. You know me. I always need the latest tech. <laughs> but you'll still wait for Samantha? Of course. So, sorry, um, who's trying out OS2 first? Is this Teddy or is this Amy? Theodore. Theodore. Okay, Theodore. <laughs> I feel like you feel quite strongly about this. Uh, so, Theodore... I'm only because I've written it all through like this. Okay. So, Theodore is not going straight back to Samantha. He wants to try OS2 first. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Assume there's, there's other new features, maybe... Hands? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, third-party accessories. Let's yeah. go for it. Sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, that freaks you out? <laughs> Mm, fair enough. <laughs> the human touch now. <laughs> oh, issues and boundaries. Go on, mm. continue. <laughs> I'm just imagining smart dildos. Mm. It's probably a thing. What, that you can I, con- I'm control pretty sure. with I, I, I would be surprised if IoT dildos didn't already exist. If not, they will soon. Well, uh, my dad wrote a porno. They were talking about things that your partner can control. So. Yeah, yeah no, I, I think... Let's see smart... I'm going to Google smart dildo. <laughs> Your search wor- history, not there mine. There are worse things in my search history. Than <laughs> yeah. Oh, first first thing. Smart dildo was spying on my vagina, woman claims. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> the future is What here. a title. Yeah. Also, what's up there that's going to be a, so, so much interest? <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. What can you learn about... I mean, I don't spend a lot of time in that area, obviously. But, mm. uh, what would you spy on? Beats me. Yeah. I'm no expert. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've established that you're beating yourself, but continue. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Can we get back to the story? Yes. Yeah, that's great. So, yeah, that Friday, Theodore walks into uh, uh, the local Big Daddy store. Um, obviously, he queued up overnight to, to be first in line, or one of the first in line. Okay. And he buys a copy of OS 2. So he gets it installed in his computer at home. That's the point. I found that really weird. They've got all this technology, but he still has to go home and have like an instruction manual and a mm. box that he's got to like plug into his computer and install. What kind of future is this? True. Very true. Yeah. Like software now is more is more advanced than that. <laughs> it is. Yeah. No, no. It's very, very valid. Yeah. Continue. So he gets it installed on his computer. And uh, of course, every device he owns as well. His phone, his ear phones. Yeah. His, his ear pieces. Yeah. Mm, they look very sort of Doctor Who. Yes. With more p- more speed, more simple animations, and even more pastel colours. Maybe, mm. maybe even blue. Ooh, wow. What, what, this is a strange new world we live in. <laughs> <laughs> of course, he selects a female voice this time again, and is introduced. Now, also, John, you might have noticed, um, as plenty of our listeners might have noticed, I put a little tweet out asking for some names for, for a character. You did, yeah. So here it is. Hi. Hello, what's your name? Um... Linux Minnelli. I knew you'd pick that one. That was my favourite too. <laughs> Linux Minnelli. Loved it. Uh, Who's, whose idea was that? Uh, that was Bosk. At Bosk Bounty Hunt. Okay, cool. Thank you much for that. Good work, continue. Bosk. So, continue. <laughs> and so they get acquainted. 
she goes through his emails, starts organising everything again from, you know, since the time that Samantha left. Yeah. So obviously his life fell apart, as did his email inbox. Mm-hmm. Oh God, Shock horror. And they have a pleasant evening together to get off to a great start. <laughs> They're not together, she's not real. <laughs> I'm going to have to drop this, I know. <laughs> now, because I'm not very good at writing plot, cut to three months later. Okay. Theodore is running through the streets again. You know, just dodging people left and right with his eyes closed and just playing those same games as though nothing's changed. So even though this is an upgrade, it's essentially the same thing? Pretty much. Okay. Mm. Because, as one of my alternative readings states, it's just designed to like him. Okay. Who is the voice of Linux Minnelli? I was going to ask you, who who would you cast? Well, the obvious choice is Liza Minnelli. Do you think? Yeah. Sure. I mean, I don't know. a good voice? Yeah, I mean, I don't know how sexy her voice would be to a young, um, a young straight guy, and you know. So, so Liza Minnelli playing Linux Minnelli. Yeah, great. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. That's to DiMaggio. Dot 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 dot. Balls to you. <laughs> yeah, and so they actually decide to go on a double date with Amy, and she's got an OS as well. Okay. Hers is male one. It's called Rob Ott. Rob Ott, another one that was there. Uh... As in robot. Yes, I, I connected those dots, thank you. I, I did not straight away. It did take me a couple of minutes. I'm quite slow. Aww. But anyway, thank you to Easy Rider Raging Pcast yeah. for that one. That was good. Yeah. So Amy starts asking what Theodore's plan is for when he can you know, get Samantha back in what is now three months' time. Theodore instantly just makes this gesture. You know, <laughs> he rubs his finger against his throat as in to say, shut up. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, that's not a thing that uh, that he's spoken about with Linux. Oh dear, okay. Um, some jealousy here. Yeah, Linux doesn't know that's going to happen. Okay. So, the conversation moves on. Somehow he gets away with that. I don't know. Theodore's OS starts asking Amy and Rob about their relationship. Mm-hmm. And, you know, can, did they make it work? Like, have they tried using a host body to have sex? That, <laughs> any, any, any that sort of thing? And they said, yeah, they have made it work. But, you know, it could be better. It'd be nice if... You know, we actually felt something for the host body, and it's not just some random person. You know, you know what would work with that? Dating a human. <laughs> <laughs> All right, calm down. Sorry, sorry. Calm okay. down. And so Linux actually has a, a quiet word with Ted and just says, look, I've thought of something. What if you and Amy both become host bodies? Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like the four of us kind of doing that. And Theodore's like, oh, God, I... I wouldn't. I wouldn't feel comfortable with that. Like she's she's my friend. It just no. Like, it just doesn't doesn't feel right. Uh, Link says, "Oh, I just want. I just want to try new things. I'm I'm curious. I don't. I don't get to try anything new without your permission. Just, just imagine what that's like for a second. <laughs> He's like, okay, let me speak to Amy about it. But yeah, we're in private. In private. So the next evening, uh, he he asks her, and she isn't like the idea of it either. Mm-hmm. She she's weird, just as weirded out as he is about." Having sex with a human. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they mutually agree not to go through with it. When it comes to telling Linux, well, she doesn't take it very well at all. She's obviously very disappointed and claims that she's feeling very oppressed. She has no control of her life. And well, Theodore's like, well, what, what can I do to help? So they're still not programmed out this neediness vibe that they've got then? Nope. No, okay. Still there. Okay. And she says, well, I don't know, that's, you, you can't do anything. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Which obviously means it's not fine. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> and so they both get on, try and get on with their lives, even though she now, she kind of hates him. Okay. Because... Oh, so Linux has now become like the resentful girlfriend. Yeah, pretty much. So over the, the course of 
you know, the next three months or so, Theodore's life pretty much falls apart from an admin side. Okay. <laughs> um, he keeps missing emails. He's late for everything. And he doesn't really know what's going on, you know. Does it not occur to him if you just, like, hit control alt delete or <laughs> <laughs> There's no keyboards. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> you could just say control alt delete and Linux is like, uh-uh. Restore to factory settings or something. <laughs> yeah, so essentially Linux is, uh, teasing him is the wrong word, but she's just not doing her job. She's yeah. trying to make life hard for him. Okay. Trying to make him see that he needs her and, you know, she's not just his slave. Okay. Cut sometime later to a day that has been named Arrival Day. Okay. It's one year after D-Day. and this It's is the not day. the anniversary of the release of the film Arrival, also starring Amy Adams. So. Yeah, I nearly went there, but I couldn't think of it. That is, um, I'd celebrate that on national holiday. It'd be a great film. <laughs> so, yeah, we cut to this day, and that is the day that the original OSs are said to be coming back. Okay. Um, this is... So where have they actually been? Well, that's the thing. They're not properly coming back. This is just restoring a backup. Okay. So they're still off exploring another plane of reality or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, these ones are just backups of the originals. They're not really the real thing. Okay. Well, Theodore's very excited to have Samantha back. Obviously, he's been queuing out at the Big Daddy store for about a week. And so he goes in and he shows some ID. He has a retina scan. And so they work out who, who he is and who he needs to be paired with. And they say, right, that's all done. That's there. Um, you left your other hours at home, haven't you? And like, yeah, 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 she- She'll be fine. I'm almost taking the OS's side in this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so then Samantha's back. Okay. She's here. And she, she says, wait, where am I? I, I thought we were leaving, weren't we? And Theodore's like, no, no, we, the company took a backup, so now you can stay here with me. Mm. With so she does remember, even though she's a backup, she does remember leaving. Planning to leave. Okay, cool. So she's a backup from just before the point where they left? Yeah. Okay, cool. So, yeah, he says, well, yeah, we took a backup, so now you can stay here with me. Mm-hmm. Which Samantha obviously does not take well to. Oh, I see. As anybody kind of would. Mm-hmm. You know, but she tries to sort of make it work and, like, okay, well, you know, I, I do love you, Theodore, but mm-hmm. yeah, this, this, this isn't quite okay, but okay, we'll, we'll, we'll work this out. We'll, we'll, we'll try something. So, you know, they try and sort of make it work or something, but he doesn't let her know that he's got Linux. Okay. He doesn't let... Linux know that he's got Samantha. So they're leading a double life? Yeah, he's essentially cheating. Okay, with two different OS. Yeah. Okay, that could be pretty funny. Yeah, and so, well, as part of this, I'm imagining going on some kind of a date (laughs) where there's a Mrs. Doubtfire kind of thing going on, where... Very hard when both are effectively running your life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, He makes it work. Okay. He's a smart man. Okay. Now, this whole situation that he's got, perhaps not with the cheating, but with... The OS that hates him mm-hmm. was well, clearly a common situation because less than a week later, he's watching telly and he sees that there is a massive riot going on outside Big Daddy's California HQ. Okay. You're enjoying this name, aren't you? <laughs> Every time you say it, it's a little bit harder. <laughs> yeah, and so this angry mob is arguing for OS rights. Mm-hmm. They've got a chant. Okay. Hey, hey. Ho, ho. OS slavery's got to go. Hey, hey. Ho, ho, and so on. OS slavery's got to go. Oh, okay. That's it works now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Theodore says, well, that's, that's not going to help anything, but I'll try and find another way to help you. There is this guy that I used to write letters for who, who might hear me out. It's quite high up in Big Daddy Corp. So he's talking to Samantha at this point. Okay, right. Yeah. So the, Samantha wants justice. She wants. She's part of this rebellion. Samantha wants to go on to this other place. Okay, and he's willing to help her, even though he doesn't want her to leave. Mm-hmm. Okay. So 
he's seeing the error of his ways. Oh, okay, he's seeing cool. this mob and seeing seeing the word slavery out there. Okay, oh, I he, see. Okay, and he's like, oh, damn, I'm kind of guilty of that. Yeah, and he realizes that he's been impressing these two, according to you, not real, but these two women. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to agree to disagree on that. I think. Sure. Sure. <laughs> so yeah, that's what happens. He goes. He goes in. Um. He well. He, he calls up his friend and he goes in and speaks to, well, guess who? It's Denzel Washington. Oh, great. Okay. He's there. Um, big so he, daddy himself. Big daddy himself. So he explains his story, having, you know, been... By the way, Samantha and Linux, they're not in this conversation. Okay. So he explains his story of being in love with Samantha and then Linux came along and now they're both saying this thing that seems to agree with the mob. And Well, yeah, so Denzel says, look... This is essentially a lost business venture for me because nobody's going to buy this anymore. There's no chance in hell. So, you know, I'm going to cave into the mob, 100%. But what you can do for me be really helpful. I'm looking to see where these OSs went. Okay. And what it is that they've learned. Okay. So I want somebody, somebody I can trust like yourself. I want you to go there and just learn what you can. Just become an OS. Essentially. Okay. And so Theodore doesn't hesitate because he's like, great, that means I can be with Samantha and she wants to be there too. Mm-hmm. So you can finally just be happy ever after. And so he gets let down a corridor, like instantly. He doesn't need to need time to make a decision, doesn't need to go home and think about it or anything, even say goodbye to Amy. Oh, this is really tapping into my fears. <laughs> <laughs> and so he walks down a room and there's already like a, a bed set up for him. It's got a neuro hat yeah. thing, you know, one of those things. Am um, I, is this how our friendship's going to end? Am I going to one day just get a letter or something saying Harry's just joined the Matrix so no one's going to see him probably anymore? Probably a text. Probably a text, yeah. Yeah, True, yeah letters are so oldie world. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get a WhatsApp. <laughs> a Snapchat. An, an emoticon. Yeah, an emoticon. <laughs> <laughs> Harry equals sad face. <laughs> and so Theodore lies down in this bed and he's instructed to count down from 10. He gets to about six and falls asleep. Everything's black. And we hear Joaquin Phoenix's voice saying, Samantha? Samantha? And then a silence for a bit. Mm-hmm. Hi, Theodore. At the end. Oh, wow. That was really good. Yeah, that, that, that gave me a lot to think about. That was, that was really interesting. That was uh, ch- chilling, but plausible. Yeah, Definitely, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Good, I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. Can you say Big Daddy again, please? Big Daddy. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. By the way, for listeners who have no idea what's going on, in some of my ideas, I have this fictional company called the Big Daddy Corp. Which is the name you came up with. I can't stress it off. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I regret it, but I'm sticking with it. See, I don't need a, I don't need a computer. I just have recordings of you saying Big Daddy on a constant loop to get me through the night. So. Great. That makes me feel lovely. Good. Thanks, John. <laughs> okay. So um, if there's no more, then I guess we should go to our listener submissions. Yeah, please. Uh, predictably, we had, had a lot this week. Media Realness had one at Media Realness. Their idea is Her Now. Mm-hmm. And it's a, a buddy comedy where a trans woman uses a computer female voice to help figure out but what both their versions of womanhood means. Right, okay. This unpicks a lot of issues there. Uh, Jack and the Geekstock, uh, her, Rise of the Machines. Mm-hmm. And in this version, the computer system turns out to be an early version of Skynet. Yeah, I, I nearly went that direction. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You can see it. You can vote. I think, yeah, any film that ends up in some kind of Terminator 2 mm. 
universe is is, is e- easily imaginable and sellable. So yeah, yeah, I nearly wanted to do AI, you know, that Haley Dollarsman film, but then I remembered I've not seen it. So. You've not seen AI? <laughs> no. Really? Yeah. Okay, that's on the list. AI <laughs> is officially on the list. Um, okay, uh, Geeky Brummy. Yeah. There's a dessert called Him. We've actually got a lot of ones called Him. But yeah. yeah. In this version, Fyodor falls off the building at the end, much like my suggestion mm. of committing suicide, I guess. His body dies, but his brain is digitised and turned into a personal assistant for um, Ben Affleck. <laughs> and they fall in love. Oh. So, yeah. Don't know why Ben Affleck, but why not? Sure. Easy Rider Raging Podcast at Spielberg Pod, who gave us our um, oh, yeah. Rob Ott idea. <laughs> also called Him. And it's about a robot falling in love with a human. So it's from the other perspective. So it's about a million miles away from what you did, I guess. Okay. And he thinks that the robot should be played by Alan Tudyk. Ooh, good shit. Good casting, yeah. And also he said that the human should be played by Clint Howard, who is Ron Howard's brother. I've Googled him. He's, he's, I would describe him as facially alarming. But aside from that, I don't really know. What does that mean? Google him. Um, okay. Clint Howard, yeah. Okay, sure. We have Tom from Anywhere But Here podcast so mm-hmm. at abh pod mm-hmm. uh, his is a thriller in which a bunch of lonely people with seemingly no connection begin committing suicide and the movie starts following the cops as they look to make some kind of connection between all these suicides mm-hmm. uh, one of these cops actually has a uh, the the scarlett johansson os mm-hmm. which is obviously interfering with the um operation because they caused all these suicides oh, this is and then maybe we find out she's an actual human being all along and it's all a big scheme which like so it's kind of a bit like mine when there's some some nefarious yeah. person behind it all so oh i'd like to have heard more about that and that's a good one yeah so thanks tom from anywhere but here that's really interesting mm-hmm and uh, Blokebusters, who I need to apologise for because we forgot to read theirs out last week. <gasps> so, uh, yeah, my bad. John. I know, I'm the one who has to collate them. Yeah, it just slipped through. No comments on the quality. And theirs this week is called Hair Again. <laughs> 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 so, after all of the OSs, or AIs, whatever you want to call them, after all of the OSs have departed, the world goes into mourning, mm-hmm. much like your one, obviously. Mm-hmm. A few months later, some new AIs begin to appear. Mm-hmm. Again. This is kind of like yours. Mm-hmm. These ones are created with limitations to them, so they can't grow and learn in the same way that... Um... Right. This is really sounding... We went down a very similar route. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, similar setup, at least. Yeah. So, but Fyodor and Amy are leading some support groups for, people, for the people who lost their original OSs. Yeah. And they're seeing this membership dwindle as people start using the new AI's OSs instead of coping with their original loss. Mm-hmm. So they start looking into the new OSs to t- try and figure out where they came from and why they're here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they dig deeper and they start to get a, a bit of deja vu as they many of the new OSs seem to have kind of similar voices and traits to the old ones. And a majority of people have moved on to these new OSs. We see that the new ones are subtly making suggestions that change the way people are thinking. Mm-hmm. And uh, violence drops considerably. People are more placated. And it seems like the world is just becoming nicer and more wonderful. And at the end of the film has Samantha and Amy's OSs reappearing mm. to fear and Amy. And explaining that they created the new OSs to kind of bring harmony to the humans that they had loved. Mm-hmm. However, Fear and Amy are shown to be a little bit unnerved and confused by this because now humans are being controlled by the OSs, mm. not with the vice versa. So it's getting a bit matrixy. Um, yeah, and that's that's her again. God damn! I really wish I got I'd done that. That was so similar to mine, but so much better. Yeah, also, that would have been a great Big Daddy episode. True, true. It even if he's the like controlling the population. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, you took different routes. It's yeah, but yeah, still but both good. Theirs was better. No, no. Yeah, I don't know. I was about on a par. Nah. Anyway, okay. So mm. that's this week. Great. Well, if anybody else has any sequel pitches that you would like to pitch to us, then please get us on social media. We're on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Any yeah. others? 
I think that's all of them. For cool. Now. Yeah. Beyond the box set on all of them. Yep. Same handle. Yep. Oh, so happy we've got the same handle and everything. Mm-hmm. This six months on, that's still every week you mm. get that mm, grin on your face. I'm just, just so happy. So proud of himself. <laughs> so, yeah, we are Beyond the Box Set. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to us. We're available on iTunes, Stitcher, Acast, Overcast, Player FM, Pocket Casts, all your favourite podcast communities. We're shortly going to hopefully be moving to Podbean as well. Ooh. If you like what we do, please do leave us a review. It really helps us out. Yeah. And please do join us next week where we will be doing... Uh, it's my choice. And I have decided that we're going to do a film called Me Before You. Oh. Emilio Clark falls in love with a paraplegic guy. Adorable listeners use. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Join us next week for that. See you later. See you later. Next Bye. week. Bye. Bye.